Welcome to Beyond Dollars and Cents. I'm your host this week, Troy Garcia. This is our health and wealth edition. Um, last time we had Andrew Longboy in. He was a health coach from Lakeland Athletic Club, and uh, we had a really good show. We were talking about mobility and um, how to kind of properly, you know, be aware of what you're doing and, and understanding some of the fitness goals that people have and understanding how your body works a little bit better when it doesn't all come down to just strength and lifting and moving. And that's what we kind of wanted to uh, expand on a little bit more today. So we're, we're really going to kind of jump right in. Um, he's back with us. Thanks for being back with us this week. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, as always, our special co-host guest, uh, Robin Chaddock here, our marketing director. Thanks <laughs> for coming. Guinea, I'm you, the guinea pig you, is what I am. Well, well yeah, you, you are, you, we just throw you right into whatever we happen to be doing. Sure. And, and I'm bashful just, and shy, so yeah. it's really hard for me it's to come tough. out of my shell it's during tough. these things. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for, thanks I'm for trying. jumping in and giving us your per- real life experience. <laughs> That's the other thing. I am a guinea pig, like on all levels, especially when it comes to your podcast. Yeah. Because as you know, you introduced me to my coach yeah, yeah, through this yeah. podcast. And now I'm introduced to a second coach yeah. who I get to see frequently at the gym. And um, it's kind of fun for me. And it's fun because all the subjects we talk about, we learn a lot more and we take these these hours to, to really, I mean, on, honestly, when I'm at the gym, I'm a little bit more aware of what's going on now. And when I get certain instructions, I'm going, okay, I think that's because this and because we're going to be doing this workout, we're, we're, we're stretching, you know, and, and I, I'm connecting the dots where typically I just go and do what I'm told, right? Right. I, it, we are being educated yeah. is the bottom line. Yes. You, you all would have laughed if you would have seen me there. Oh, no, you did see me, Andrew, with the hip band. <laughs> It was so awesome. So my coach gave me a new exercise and I had um, someone that I work, someone that we work with. Troy was along with me um, and I was kind of helping her. Mm -hmm. Ha ha. And we're doing my workout and we get to this part where we need, you know, we need bands, yeah, right? Yeah. So I go over to the band wall, yeah. you know, those long bands, long and I have them doubled up on my thighs. And oh, we still can't get, the, the we, we didn't get the hip band. <laughs> the slingshots. I didn't the know slingshots. where the slingshots were. <laughs> and I went to Andrew and said, okay, this isn't working for me, which by the way, everybody yeah. listening, that's another reason you have a coach is so they can show you the proper equipment to be using yeah. when you're out there Love fixing it. yourself. Love so it. we got a good laugh about hey, that. Hey, you got right in there and you started working at it either way. Hey, right? I got two sets done with those that go. triple wrapped band that <laughs> left scars <laughs> oh Love boy oh uh, but that's what we're here for right today we want well, we're talking about warming up right you were you were mm-hmm. using the bands you were working you were starting to work those muscles and so you know having andrew here what we we briefly talked about off the air was you know i i grew up playing whatever sport it was and we would spend 30 minutes you know everybody line up getting your every you know arms length apart all right bend over stretch okay arm shoulder stretch 30 second stretches or whatever mm-hmm. minute stretches i mean from you know t-ball to through college mm-hmm. right and then as of these past few years i think the warm-ups have slowly evolved and because i think things have uh, uh the science has proven that maybe not stretching is not quite the best way to get started before either an activity or some sort of workout and so that's what you've told me is called priming is that right yeah so the, um there's uh, a little bit of uh, an idea that that warm-up needs to be really generalized and you know there's a time and place for that mm-hmm. You know, you want to get the the heart rate up, uh, body temperature uh, rises. You want to start lubricating the joints. Sure. Uh, you know, get a little bit more range of motion by moving around and 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 warming up and stuff like that. But really, if you want individual results for that specific person, you want to go into priming afterward. 
So that's two separate pieces. Now a generalized warm up is for the for um, you know everybody in class. So I run you know a class for my teens, mm-hmm. and then I'll do like a ten minute you know, roll out and warm up, getting the heart rate up. And then you go into individual priming sessions. So mm-hmm. where, wherever I see a posterior deviation, like someone's knees are caving or someone's got rounded shoulder or they have tight lats, um, that's where you start to prime specifically for that individual. Um, and everyone should be doing that because it just creates a, a more connection to that workout mm-hmm. that specific day. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when you have a coach there, they're, they're going to walk you through that. They do that for you. Yeah. But if, if you need to know what's going on within within your own body, if you're doing it on your own, like uh, and, and finding out what those deviations are will help you with that priming for that specific workout uh, on that specific day like what um so say it's squatting yeah uh, i'm squatting five by five that day i know i'm going moderately heavy um mm-hmm. i want to make sure that i can get full range of motion right i want to be able to control my body in the bottom of the squat by myself without any outside you know um having to brace on a uh, sure uh, on anything right um so i, I need to make sure my ankles are ready for for being at the low part of the squat. I need to make sure my hips are ready to be at the low part of the squat. And so I need to make sure that I'm primed for that specific workout, especially if I struggle at that end range of motion at the bottom. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is tough for most people. A lot of people, it, it is tough. And it's because they, they, I say train, they live not in the full range of motion. That's right. Okay, you're sitting in a chair. You're not in a full squat. You yeah. Know? And, and so mean, because you get real good in those moderate ranges... You get tight at those end ranges. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you squat all the way to the ground, right? So mm-hmm. we're talking no weight, just somebody standing with maybe, you know, well, nothing theoretically. Mm-hmm. They just squat butt to their heels. Mm-hmm. Um, most people lose balance at the bottom mm-hmm. or tend to fall over or can't quite stay or, or over their, their legs. Or their heels come off, off the ground. And that, or... and that's, but yeah. So the, so the way the chain there, the work that, that that would work is the ankle mobility of getting your knees forward over your toes mm-hmm. right so even just be able being able to to you know i guess um lift your foot up or, or, or bend your uh, uh ankle tight enough to where you get your, those knees forward because that's that's hard ankle mobility is m- m- so more important than people think right and and most people don't connect the the ankle in to a squat yeah to a squat yeah. they think like it's all hips yeah. Um, honestly, I, I show this to a lot of my my elements, people that are just getting into functional fitness and stuff like that. If I raise your heel by half an inch, you can get about you know two to three inches deeper in a squat. Because it allows your knees to go that much more forward, mm-hmm. right? And when the knees go forward, it allows space for your hips to drop down. Yeah. Because you're femur length. So um, a primer for something like that maybe would be a Russian baby maker? Is that a something for that? Some, something like that? Uh, I prefer bootstrappers as a name. Bootstrap. Well, he's <laughs> named it both ways. I, yeah, I, I've seen both. I've seen both. And I'm going. What's the difference between these two? That I'm still doing the same motion. John, John, John just joined the conversation after that comment. I heard baby maker. I'm like, do I have to drop something in the audio? Yeah. I know. So I don't know if he's doing that to see if I'm paying attention, but that motion. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That motion so, of the bootstrap. So for everyone that. listening, that's where you bend over and you put your hands on top of your feet and then you, you basically try to squat, put your butt all the way to the ground. So it's a full squat, but it's uh, and that kind of loosens up the hips and loosens up the, the ankles and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And so what I've done for some people that need uh, a little bit more priming is that they'll hold a 25 pound plate or a 10 pound plate or 15 pound plate, and they'll do that same motion. Mm-hmm. 
And it just acts as a counterbalance yep. and be able to drop lower into that squat. Because what I'm trying to do is have them be able to be in control in that end range of motion. Yeah. Okay. And it's so hard. It's so hard. But all right. Well, right there, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back and we're going to keep talking about um, not the Russian baby makers, baby makers but we'll, we'll just keep, keep talking about range of motion. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. And welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents, Health and Wealth Edition. I'm your host, Troy Garcia, Certified Financial Planner. Um, we are talking about um, kind of getting warmed up when people are thinking about working out, working specific muscles. Um, there, we, we learned, obviously, everybody's done a little warm-up where they go for a light jog or they, or they kind of get the blood pumping. But um, we're learning about priming the body, which is prepping a specific area of the body for a specific workout. And we were talking about, you know, just being able to, to stand and do a squat and what uh, some priming uh, would be for that. But um, we just talked off air that, Andrew, you, you, you wrote a little post or something somewhere? Yeah, so um, on Instagram, uh, you can look me up, Andrew Longboy, um, and I just put up a post for priming for specifically the squat. Okay. Um, and it starts off with um, uh, a, a drill called 90-90, or um, sometimes called shin folds. Um, and it's, it's, you want to be actively stretching in these positions. So what uh, you're doing here is you're trying to control the end ranges of motion while you're in these positions. And some people are going to have easier time than others, right? So the first one is, uh, kind of a hip opener and you've probably talked to your coach about it a couple of times. Um, if someone's got tight hips, you really just want to make sure that they're, they're, um, activating the, the glute medius to, uh, push the knees out. Um, the second one was ankle mobilization, right? I want to start from the bottom up when I'm mobilizing and it's just pushing the knee, tracking over the second toe, not dragging inside or, or pushing way out. It needs to drag over the second toe, push over the second toe. Um, and next I move up into the, the hips again, want mm-hmm. to make sure that they're, uh, not just activation, but they have that full range of motion yeah. at the bottom. And then, yeah. um, the bootstrappers, yeah. uh, the weighted bootstrappers, but when you're in at the bottom, playing around with that position and owning the position. Mm-hmm. Own the position at the bottom of your squat while having that weight, trying to push the knee over the toe, practicing a tall chest position, a tall torso, all of that. So when I, when I squat just without any weight, I typically fall back. So to, what you're saying is I would hold a weight out in front of me, a 10, 25-pound weight or whatever, and that would be my counter, counterbalance. Counterbalance, to, you can also use the upright of a rig yeah. or, you know, um, I've seen some people use a squat rack to, to help yeah. them with that. Um, that's that's totally fine as long as you're actively trying to control the position. If you're just sitting down there um, and holding onto that so you don't fall back, it's yeah. not doing anything because you need to own the position, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the, the more frequently you're trying to own the position and you're practicing that low range of motion, um, the better you're going to be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it, it, most people are, are, are training where they can control to in a, in a squat, they'll, they'll go heavier because they can, they can control it. Yeah. I think it would, and I know that it would be better to, um, to go lighter and control that range of motion a little bit lower practice getting lower into the, that position with lighter weights. Cause then eventually you can control that range of motion down at the bottom. Yeah. It's going to be more functional. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question about, um, and I'm going to go back to a little earlier in the set when you were talking about, uh, determining what the issues might be Mm -hmm. and how you um, work with what that primer looks like. It's easy when you have a coach Mm -hmm. because the coach does the 
whole, you know, they look at you from front, back, sides. They know where your mm-hmm. weaknesses are. He knows exactly every one of my weaknesses. You almost feel like you're on display, don't well, you? Well, <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's a little weird at first, but you almost, as you know, as a client, you're like, he needs to be doing that. Mm-hmm. He needs because yeah. I, I'm here to have good form yep. so I don't mess up a knee or mm-hmm. I don't yep. th- throw something out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, though, what about those people that um, maybe are not as, maybe not as confident or overly confident when they get into a gym environment? Do they know where their weaknesses are? Because I couldn't have told you where some of these weaknesses were before. Not typically. When someone, if you make a habit, definition of a habit is you're not thinking about it. And right. so your habit is being in that bad position. You're not going to think about it's. It's like um, describe to me the co- uh, a color without desc- like using the color's name. So you just don't, you can't do that, right? And right. so and so when when you're talking about uh, hey, you have inefficiencies here, you actually have to put them in that right position and let them feel awkward. So uh, it's it's weird because most people will follow the path of least resistance, and yeah. that means virtually everybody yeah. will and, and follow you, you, the path of least resistance. Everybody will, and so um, and a lot of times because of where we are in our society, you know, hunched over, it typically follows a, a, a path that is inefficient. And so when you put them into that efficient position, it feels awkward for them, so they're fighting it through their habits. So typically when I'm working with a client that has um, a gratuitous shoulder forward position, um, I'm not, the weight is not the issue. They're not um, lifting the weight. They're fighting their years mm-hmm. of being in that position. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Just another reason you want to have a coach, but you know, I don't, I know I won't self-diagnose, but I do feel it when I'm put in the proper position. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's what it's supposed to feel like. Yeah. The weight, the weight feels a little bit more, weightless in a sense or the the alignment thing when things are lined up properly you know like like when you do a ground overhead and the weight is properly directly above you and your feet are directly below you and your hips are aligned and your shoulders are aligned it you know like we had talked about olympic lifting it's Mm -hmm. just your whole body is functioning more efficiently right your whole Mm -hmm. body's functioning more efficiently but you know you you're only so strong whereas if you're if your body parts are stacked properly on top of each other, you're you're stable. You're almost the earth is just holding it, right? Because okay, yeah, that I sense? get that. Sure. The best way that I've described it is a natural position doesn't always feel natural to each person. Oh yeah, that makes sure. sense. And so if you can get them to that position, that's what you're fighting for as a coach. You're trying to get them to that postural most efficient position. And I think that's that brings up the next uh, really good point of, of something we talked about too was the whole idea of proprioception, l- knowing what your body's doing without looking at your body. And you know that that I kind of was thinking about that, and I think of like old school Gold's Gym mm-hmm. with the mirrors mm-hmm. everywhere, yeah. right? Every <laughs> wall is a mirror, and you know, and I, I back in you know college, that's what it was. There was mirrors on at the Gold's Gym here in Lakeland. There was mirrors on mm-hmm. every wall, and and not that I'm surprised that we you know there aren't many crossfit gyms with like mirrors everywhere but um i think they help to an extent or you have to have a coach kind of telling you right right um yeah so the functional fitness movement with through through crossfit uh you know mirrors are only um yeah a a topic of conversation because they're not there yeah um and but they do help so most people will video themselves and watch it back and then 
um, see, oh, that is not what I thought I was doing. Seriously. Right. And so being able to feel in real time what the position should be is proprioception. Got it. Right. Um, And then so people have to practice that. You know, someone who does dance practices watching themselves and go back. And there's some of the most uh, proprioceptive uh, athletes out there you know gymnasts mm-hmm. uh, martial artists you know yeah uh, all of these people will go back watch themselves yeah or they have a coach there that's that's talking to them about where their specific position needs to be changed i think that's so important across the board mm-hmm. i mean even i'm you know thinking of other sports and golf and things like that your golf swing and but 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 you know mostly some of those olympic lifts i mean how knowing yeah i could i mean i could tell you right now you could tell me to to do a power clean or or whatever and I would do it, and I'd be like, "Yeah, that was good." And you'd pull me up on video, and the weight would be two feet out in front of my my head, right? <laughs> and I'm like flexing as hard as I can, and heart, my face is red because I'm trying to muscle it so hard. And all I need to, you know, I really need to have the proper technique and and understanding where my body, so, what my body's doing. Yeah, your connection to that movement is not the most efficient it can be. Yeah, and so that's what you know, being in good posture and good connection yeah. to each different muscle group being uh being able to control those positions will do for you and you can uh if you back off that weight be in a good position and practice that right and i mean practice squatting pressing pulling yeah. what you know practice those things that you don't feel like you need to practice if you did that with great positions and backed off the weights i guarantee you, you lift more after you build from there how has that you know when you know your coach is watching you robin i mean you know, and he always, you know, get your hips back or, or move your legs this way. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, now if you're considering going, you know, without a coach, right? I mean, you've kind of learned, month, yeah. you've learned now most of your movements. Um, No, I haven't learned most of them. But I think at the point where, I, I mean, a percentage of it, and Andrew, you can speak to this, a percentage of it is confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think where I'm at is I'm starting to self-correct some mm. things. Oh. Like I'll be in the middle of something and go, oh no, he'll be counting and I'll be, no, we're doing that one again. Yeah. That was, I know that one was bad. And he, and that's when he knows and I know that yeah. it is probably time because I am starting to self-correct. But there's still a lot. There's so much that goes into it that if people have the opportunity to invest in themselves, yeah. it's probably one of the best gifts you can give yourself is yeah. a coach because yeah. If nothing else, it's confidence. Sure. But there have been so many good things along the way. And everybody knows once a month I do my in-body. Yeah. It was one of the best in-bodies I've ever had. Oh, and, and that's when I'm and I'm going in four times a week. And um, so I'm in four times a week, but only once with my coach. Love it. And so, yeah, it was it, – he said, I can't believe you're still like – you're still losing fat and stuff. I said, well, I got more to lose where that's concerned. But, you know, but it's also the building muscle and how my body is kind of reshaping. So it's, yeah, I guess it's just kind cool. of time for me because the form is far better and I'm not a total hazard in the gym to myself. That's <laughs> kind of where we're awesome. at. Awesome. Yeah. Well, good to hear. All right, we're going to take a break. We will be back in uh, just a minute uh, on Dollars and Cents Health and Wealth Edition. And welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents. Uh, I'm your host this week, Troy Garcia, the Health and Wealth Edition. Um, we have been just talking about mobility. We've been talking about um, stretching. We've been talking about helping your body get in those positions and being aware of your body without actually, uh, you know, 
having self-awareness of what your body's doing while you're doing something. And so we, we've just kind of been, you know, getting educated here by Andrew, and, and he's been uh, coaching us along. But something I, I wanted to jump into is recently at the gym we've done, we, we had, you held a handstand clinic. Yes, I did. And so this idea of, of doing handstands and, and being inverted, uh, I have noticed – a, more people doing it, more, I don't know why, on social media I've seen it a lot, but I was just kind of wanting to talk about it and kind of what comes along with the ability to do, um, you know, hold your body upside down. Like, you know, that obviously takes a lot of strength, flexibility. Um, it in, improves your posture probably over time because of the muscles you're using. Um, and so I just wanted to kind of throw that out there and maybe we could talk about that a little bit it's just really cool looking no i'm kidding and it's cool it is so cool and let's not forget there are people of all ages doing it yeah i was there in the gym when he was doing one of his uh that clinic yeah it was unbelievable cool way cool anyway andrew tell us about (laughs) it no worries um so there are a couple of things that um the handstand is really good at calling out and you can you can feel it by just holding weights overhead right yeah you know you can feel it um it's really good at calling out mobility issues in the shoulder and in the T-spine. It's really good at if you if you struggle with positioning with your uh, a weight overhead, um, it, you're going to struggle in the handstand. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it's going to. I've seen people that are uh, can lift much more weight than me, not be able to do it because of their positioning, their mm-hmm. mobility. Yeah. Therefore, their work capacity. The last time we were talking about is diminished because of their mobility, not because of their strength. Ah, yeah. Right. And so uh, the handstand is one of the best ways I can I can uh, tell you guys that it calls out that mobility yeah. issue. Yeah. The other thing that it does is you have to practice proprioception. You have to to be able to do that. Mm. You have to practice, you know, um, getting into it, how to come out of it safely, how to uh, roll out of it if you need to, yeah. um, how to fall because yeah, you have to practice down. it, you know, you have to practice it. Um, and uh, it's one of those things that you get to practice proprioception. You get to practice body awareness Yeah. Um, because you'll be hard pressed to find anything that takes more body <laughs> awareness than holding a freestanding handstand. Sure. Um, and uh, you will be more in tuned with the little things. Sure. A hip out of position, a toes pointed to the ceiling, um, weight distribution in your hands. Yeah. And so when you do that, you'll be more readily thinking about the weight distribution in your feet when you're squatting or when you're standing or when, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And so um, it does a very good job of calling out all of those things. So that's probably why you're seeing that. Um, you know, people that uh, practice yoga uh, call them inversions, mm-hmm. um, you know, handstand practice or body awareness practice for uh, gymnastics. Sure. Um, it's just very good at, at helping the entire, uh, th- to teach you how to be stacked in one yeah, line. How to align your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, so I have a question yeah. about that. So is the inversion thing the primer or is there a primer for the inversion? There's thing? always steps that you don't want someone just kicking up into a handstand that doesn't yeah. know how to do it. Like that's just, that would right. be, so um, most people that I actually have a client that I take, she, she's very into yoga and wants to be better at inversion. So we actually go into warm up prime, making sure the shoulders are ready for it um, and, and are stable enough in that end range of motion. And then we go into actual 10 minutes of practice and that's just practicing. And so, you know, um, and that's part of her, her training for that day. Um, she doesn't need to practice controlling at the end ranges of motion because she's been in yoga for years. 
right? Mm -hmm. But she does need to practice the stability upside down and yeah. the proprioception that goes with it. So that's that's the main part of the priming and the, the actual practice. So how do you test for the stability at the end range of motion for that? For uh, the handstand? Hand yeah. Uh, a couple of things. Like if you struggle with locking out your uh, elbows yeah. and shoulders, holding a weight overhead, you're not ready to go upside down, hmm. right? If you have, if you're standing against the wall and have your lower back smashed against the wall, and you can't get your elbows to touch the wall and the back of your hands in a uh, you know a ninety degree yeah, position, yeah, yeah. like you're like you're holding up a field goal sign. Yeah, um, you're not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready either. <laughs> and you know what? Now, if that if that crazy coach thinks he's going to get me in that handstand clinic, he's crazy. Yeah. Seriously, because he's got me doing overheads, yeah. mm -hmm. and I. And I know that that's and it. That's where I always and start talking, people right there. You don't go inverted. Really? Inverted. You can practice inversions without going inverted. Okay. So a whole uh, um, uh, holding weight overhead, mm -hmm. locked out, but really locked practicing out, yeah. the end range of motion, mm -hmm. right? Um, a Z press where you're seated on uh, seated on the floor, legs in front of you straight, and you're trying to press the weight overhead is a good way to call out your T-spine and your shoulder mobility. I'm serious. You just try it just wow. with your hands. Wow. Okay. Yeah, just with your hands. And and I can give someone with rounded shoulder a great pressing workout without any weight because they, they'll they be seated in that Z-press position and just use their hands and really try to get to that mm -hmm. end range motion mm -hmm. and they just cannot lock out their arms. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're working on controlling their, their body in that end range of motion. I think there's the one where you just stand up against the wall and put your hands against and just try to kind of keep your hands against the, the wall, wall slide. All the way yeah. up, wall mm -hmm. slides. Mm -hmm. No good. I'm no good at that. You just That's have fine. to practice. Yeah. That Z, Z press wow. one. And um, one of the things that I would recommend for most people is is frequency. And, yeah. and what I mean by that is is we, last time we were here we talked about doing like you know with a with a, a coach doing targeted hour long tr mobility training. Yeah. That being said, that's a lot to ask for people, right? Sure. So what can someone every day do to, well, um, I do, I, I prescribe mobility sessions for uh, certain certain people, like on their days off. And just, it's a 10 minute yep. uh, thing you do twice a day. And it's just the frequency of, of practicing those end ranges of motion. That's what, uh, was it Lindsay, our yoga teacher? Mm -hmm. Was it Lindsay? Yeah, Lindsay. She so I told her that I I probably I do a yoga session for an hour, 40 50 minutes once a week. Mm -hmm. And she goes, "Stop." She was like, "Don't do that. You need to do it for 10 to 20 minutes a day." Mm, and she's like, yes. "You're going to make way more progress mm -hmm. and be way better off if you can focus on it daily than doing one big session." Yep. At the end of the day. I, I think I she even said just 10 minutes a day. She right. did. I I'm uh I I'm yeah. a big uh Proponent. Fre yeah, proponent of, yeah. of uh, frequency over intensity. Yeah. Right? And so you see these like, mechanics that have giant forearms because every day, every day they're using their forearms to, you know, uh, on a wrench, a wrench or, yeah. or whatever it may be. Yeah. Okay? So um, how can we train our body to be in good position? Well, you have to do it frequently. Yeah. You know, someone who's not a natural, you know, to use uh, uh, wealth, is not a natural saver has to practice saving, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And so someone who's not naturally pulling their shoulders back needs to practice that. And then what happens, funny, is that you'll be sitting at your desk at work or something like that, and you'll be like, oh, this is not the position I'm supposed to be in. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable sitting rounded, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and the more you practice that, practice. 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, it doesn't, you know, just start, just start, just start. If you start for two minutes yeah. in that good, those good positions, you know, and then build from there, 
that's that's think better than that's that's so important i mean and that's what we tell our clients really is is clients say well how do i save money how do i build wealth how do i you know and the the most important thing that people they keep thinking about it they keep reading about it they keep asking about it but they don't start they don't start putting money away they don't mm-hmm. you know you can systematically start putting money into retirement accounts systematically contributing to your 401k systematically you know um, you can automate a lot of those wealth building tools mm-hmm. and people just don't you know, I think that's one of the things that that we talk about is just start. Put five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, a hundred dollars a month, whatever you can, um, to get the ball rolling. But yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. That's good. Building habits, creating behaviors, creating behaviors. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's used with everything. It is. It's a foundational thing. Yeah. For life, if you want a good quality of life, and that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. So, so with that, we are um, we've got a little bit more time here on this this section. Then we're going to jump. Uh, I want to jump into. Well, I can tell the story real quick. So, and that that'll start us with the next one. Um, I recently went to a um, massage therapist. A friend of mine said, "Hey, go go check this um, place out. They are great." And I was saying, "Okay, yeah, I, I like to get a massage three, four, five times a year, whatever." Um, but I've always been looking for more of a sports massage or uh, athletic training massage of, of someone who knows where my weaknesses are, whether it's my hips, my shoulders, can help me understand the issues and then work on work on those issues. And so um, I went over here to a, lo- a local place and, um, um, and, and met with this uh, young lady and she, she basically, you know, you walk into a massage, everybody's had a massage, you walk in, they tell you to get on the table and, and do, and, and, you know, they start, rubbing your shoulders and stuff but um she had me lay on the table fully clothed and she like assessed my shoulders she pulled on my neck she she pulled on my let heels and she goes okay do you know your right legs they a I, little bit that's shorter, a common practice if you if you have a good um medical yeah. massage or massage therapist is you are flat on your back and they measure where your ankle bones yeah. are mm-hmm. meeting and then so yeah. she, so she did that and then she goes okay so so she had me do a couple stretches on the table, and I felt like I was back on the baseball team where I had our PT, our physical therapist, really, working yeah. us and stretching us. I was like, okay, like this. It was very familiar with to me, but I've never had that experience before. And that was a 15, 20 minutes before we actually had, you know, the massage. She was she she walked me through my body, and and said, okay, this, you know, she. I didn't even tell her about my shoulder from baseball. That you know, I I just. Um, played a lot of baseball and she goes, do you have trouble with your right shoulder? I said, well, no, but I feel like I got a lot of scar tissue in there. And she goes, yeah, you do. Like I can, she's like, I can feel it. And so she educated me from top to bottom of where my weaknesses are. And then now if every session that I go back, we're going to basically work on those things. Just like what Andrew does. Just like what Andrew does, except now on a trigger point level in a sense and on a, uh, you know, weaknesses level of what I specifically need to be stretching and how I need to be stretching it or working that muscle to improve my posture. Yeah, two different methodologies to get to the same goal. Yeah. And and that's essentially what it is. And um I like what I appreciate about appreciate about that is um uh there's an assessment and then it, you get something tailored to you. Yeah. And and that's that's the mark of someone that's really good at what they do. And someone who really cares about helping you get mm-hmm. better. Yeah. And that's a big key. So I want to talk about that a little bit more. We're going to take our break. Uh, our last break and come back uh, just right after this. And welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents. I'm your host, Troy Garcia, certified financial planner, 
Um, this is our health and wealth edition. So we've just been talking about uh, mobility and moving and, and joints and, and learning about your body and, and how it moves. And um, I just shared a story uh, about me going to a, a local medical massage therapist who who really took the time to assess my body top to bottom before we even got into anything. She she um, kind of walked me through from my neck to my shoulders to my hips to my ankles. Um, you know, she noticed that my one leg was a little bit longer than the other, so we did some stretches to kind of work that out. Um, but one of the things that she also did was we did this, um, uh, you know, resistance uh, stretching in a sense where she would, you know, I brought my knee to my chest. She put, she pressed her weight uh, into my knee, and then she'd have me push back for five to ten seconds, and then as I released. Uh, she would push my knee deeper into the stretch, have me push back for five or ten seconds. And then she would again push back deeper in into that stretch, which um, it loosened me up much more efficiently than I could do myself. I think, mm-hmm. and I don't know, you know, I know uh, that's kind of a resistance type stretching method, mm-hmm. um, but but I think you mentioned that that's something you do along with your clients or along those lines. So uh, what essentially is happening there um, is that you're starting to own the longest position the muscle had, right? So taking that external force, you know, her yep. body weight yep. is pressing against the the knee to, to, to extend the range of motion. Yep. And then you're activating the muscle, connecting to it yep. and resisting at that long range of motion, right? Mm-hmm. Most, pe- most people have a hard time doing that without that external force and don't know how. Sure. Um, learning yeah. how to do that is is important. And sometimes you need the, the partner, yeah. the, the coach, the... Um, massage therapist or yep. whoever it may be, but um, that's that's an uh, an example of of utilizing the muscle at its. You're controlling the muscle at its longest. At its, at, yeah, most okay at its longest point. Mm-hmm. At, at, so if it, if it was a squat, it'd be the deepest part of your squat, right? Okay. And owning that position. And when I, when I say owning that position, is being able to call on the muscle group that you want to. At that long position, at right? the hardest point at it is hard, to right. right, and so most uh, most people don't connect at the bottom of the squat. Yeah, they don't know how to uh, activate the glutes, and so um, it, that what she was doing, and at that point is now you connected to whatever muscle group you were pressing with, right? Um, yeah. And um, I assume it was glutes and quads yeah. and yeah. hamstrings, and you felt almost at, at all, yeah. right? Oh yeah, and 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 you'll be surprised at how much stronger you feel at the bottom if you were to go straight to squatting after something like that. It just gives you so much. Yeah, I would agree with that very much. So because I know what it feels like, mm-hmm. and so I, if I go right into that activity, I know what it feels like, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's that's what it is, and so I know that that muscle is supposed to. I'm supposed to engage with it at that point, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, and and obviously explode out of it or come mm-hmm. out of it right yeah and um you because you are connected to each different muscle group at its longest at its it, its um furthest range of motion mm-hmm. um proprioceptively t- typically someone who is connected at at the full range of motion is more proprioceptive because they're connected to those little muscle groups at, yeah. their, lo- at their longest right huh. wow so crazy I mean, it's, it goes back to what you told us in the first podcast, and that is connecting the brain to the muscle group, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, you have me doing that now. <laughs> I mean, I'm think, you know, Seriously. it's one, th- no, really. So, so, like you go in and you know that you have this litany of exercises you need to do because you have a goal in mm-hmm. mind, but it breaks it down for me where I'm in the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm more in the moment than just wanting to get finished. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's a completely different perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's when I feel my strongest 
is when I'm in that moment and focused yeah. on what the motion is. Mm-hmm. They say, um, you know, because of what they are, but bodybuilders have the most, and I don't know, most, the best mind to muscle connection uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, exists. Absolutely. Right. I, I, w- because, I would argue that point. Because yes. if they're trying to get a bigger, you know, chest, they know how to work. The full, you know, they're outside all the way into the inside, mm-hmm. and there, there's a hundred different workouts to to get each <laughs> each piece of that pec muscle. And so they look in the mirror and they constantly make sure that they're flexing that part of their muscle to expand that part to 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 grow. So a lot of times to to do that, you have to do partial ranges of motion for certain activities, right? Okay. Like certain exercises. Yeah. Um. And so the myth is that um bodybuilders typically are really tight they're immobile yeah right um and the point for most people unless you're a competitive bodybuilder you just don't need to be doing partial partial reps you don't need to be doing that you want to be able to control the body in the full range of motion for longevity um for being able to uh you know pick up kids pick up a sandbag when it floods you know whatever it may be you want to be able to control um your body so that way you can live a fuller longer life yep. being active and being able to play and you know yeah have a good yeah have that's long what life. this is all about right this is about ad- yeah adding mm-hmm. adding more life to your years seriously yeah seriously wellness, it's, wellness. It's, it, it's about quality of life for for a long time yeah and i think that's one thing i want to make sure that our audience understands too troy is that um, we're talking about muscles and things, you know, and strengthening and range of motion and things like that. But Andrew's um, coaching goes beyond that um, in terms of he talks to his clients about sleep and he talks to his clients about hydration yeah. and he talks about, you know, how you're fueling. Matt, we could do a whole thing on fueling because yeah. mm-hmm. I have learned an awful lot about the mindset and how we grew up particularly as women and Blake and I've talked about this ad nauseum that the way that you lose weight is by cutting calories and, and nobody can see you smiling, Andrew, (laughs) and now the laughter comes out, but, um, and there's another person that we work with that's coached by our coach and I'm eating more calories than that person is. Yeah. Yeah. And we just kind of laugh about it because that's one of the things he says, you follow the instructions, you follow my pro- form isn't always perfect, but what Andrew will offer any of his clients is all the rest of that stuff and the education on top of so it. So important. It is critical. Yeah. Critical. Um, but w- with that, yeah, we've, we've learned uh, so much, man. Thank you for, for coming. No, thank, thank you for you. having me. These are always fun. Where can, I know where can people um, find you? Uh, on Instagram, you can just look up Andrew Longboy. I guarantee you, I'm the yeah. only one. And uh, you can find, <laughs> yeah. which is a good thing. And you can find him at, uh, at Lakeland Athletic Club. It's mm-hmm. it's over just off Bartow Highway, off Com- Commerce. Commerce Point. Commerce Drive. Point Drive. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome local gym. Mike and Kim Nice own it. They're they're good friends and and great people. But um, you know, Andrew Andrew's there, and and all, everybody there, all the employees they have there are great. Highly recommend. Uh, dropping in and going to see them and and even just dropping in and and, and asking some questions i mean um you know if if you're just intrigued or, or want ha- have some questions drop in there they're great people they'd love to love to have uh, new people walk in anytime but uh, it's been a good experience for everybody i know that's gotten involved um and and you know um they've got other other things that, that there too i mean they've got they've got a whole recovery mm-hmm. room right can you, can you tell yeah, us about that um so 
you know, we got into fitness and wellness because we care about people. And so to do that, we want to recover, right? And so recovering from your workout is just as, if not more important than the stimulus, AKA the workout that yep. you're doing. If you're not recovering from it, you're not going to get stronger. You're not going to get better. You're not going to get fitter. Yep. Um, so uh, part of that is, uh, you know, Normatec sleeves, which is a um, compression, compression sleeve right? for the entire leg. Um, there's uh, cryotherapy. Yep. There's um, uh, myofascial release, a bunch of uh, different rollers that vibrate and all of the all the jazz. So so if you guys are, if anyone out there is, is curious, uh, the cryotherapy is cool. If anybody's seen any of the... Uh, the people getting in the ice baths, it's it's that, but times ten probably. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot cooler um, than that. But but yeah, reach out um, to them. We we were thankful for them and thankful for you, Andrew, for coming on the show and helping us out. Um, you guys know where I'm at, Troy Garcia at Allen and Company here in Lakeland, AllenInvestments.com, my health and wealth blog. Yay, we love the blog. <laughs> love so the blog. look us up. Thank you again, Robin, for com- for being here. Always my pleasure. And we'll catch you guys next time. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult with an appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Guests appearing on the show and their respective companies are not affiliated with LPL Financial and Allen & Company. Investment advisory services offered through Allen & Company of Florida, LLC, Allen & Co., and its affiliate LPL Financial, LLC, LPL, registered investment advisors. Securities offered through LPL, member FINRA, SIPC.